0: we Welcome back to another episode of an Express Nintendo podcast, the official Nintendo podcast of GoombaStomp.com. I'm your host, Cameron Dax, and joining us we have games editor Mark Kalaroff.
1: I'm so angry about this Mario Strike. No, I'm not, but you know, <laughs> I, I'm still after last week. <laughs>
0: uh yes our, our resident uh rage uh resident voice of rage mark uh also with <laughs> us also with us is indie games editor campbell gill
2: welcome to the angry express podcast the angriest <laughs> nintendo show on the
0: internet can you imagine i mean listen no no disrespect to uh the angry video game nerd but like there's there's a market for like the angry nintendo fan podcast like why have oh, we course. not wait a that? <laughs> Yeah, wait a second. Should we copyright this?
2: I I sense uh, a pivot in the works now. (laughs) (laughs) Just get
0: right
1: in for the anger. You ready for this? That stupid uh, flower dress wearing... Got into oh Mario Strikers before the cheap we, cheap. Well, it sounds Can like we,
2: uh, someone here hates women.
1: Okay, I was gonna say. I was <laughs> saying, Mark might want to might want to
0: dial that one back in twenty twenty two. I think.
1: Um, uh, it's but, completely out of context on TikTok let the, tomorrow. let yeah, mm-hmm. and then everyone. Will hate let, the, us. let the let It'll
0: the record perfect. show that uh, Mark does not represent the views of the entirety <laughs> of the Express Nintendo podcast. <laughs> uh, two
2: thirds of the Express Nintendo podcast respect women. That's right. Uh, We are, of
0: course, course referring to the recent Mario Strikers DLC, uh, which was announced, which we were were anticipating uh, some character packs DLC, which I believe they announced at the time the game came out. Uh, But, of course, they added everybody's favorite uh, kind of B-tier Princess Daisy is, of course, on the... I mean, I don't know. Listen, so dumb. Uh,
1: Should have put in Pauline or something to mix it up.
0: It'd be such a deep cut if it was Pauline. Uh, so, so well, Daisy is now on the in, roster. She uh, was in, you know, she was, she was Odyssey, in
1: Mario Golf yeah. Super Rush, yeah, and Odyssey. Oh, I
0: don't think I... Well, and I think Odyssey she was in I knew. Uh,
1: Tennis Aces. I think she was in that oh, one. Oh,
0: well, maybe I'm wrong. Again, these are a bunch of games I haven't played except for Odyssey. I'm, <laughs>
2: I'm pretty sure Pauline is... She's got to be in the works because she's been in all the other sports games. Probably. Maybe in the next DLC yeah. pack. But, of course, they Fair had to enough. go for a fan favorite like Daisy first who everybody That's right. loves.
0: <laughs> That's right. Everyone's favorite. Mark's favorite character, Daisy. Uh, of and, course. of course, Shy Guy. Shy Guy <laughs> is also here. Okay, I'm um, so
2: glad Shy Guy. Yes, very, very glad Shy Guy. Very hype, about, very hype about, about Shy Guy. about just ten Shy Guy is just 10 out of Just the adorable (laughs) little shy guy with the hardcore strikers style.
0: Seconds before uh, Campbell hit record, I did catch a, a GIF of shy guy like speed running with his little shoes and it's hilarious to see like a tiny shy guy with shoes that are like bigger than he like cleats that are like as big as he is like pounding down the field is extremely satisfying um, i can't wait
1: to see him like have to wear like a helmet and it's going to be like a mask over a mask for some of them oh yeah it's just going funny. to be a
2: helmet and shoes with like a tiny little body
1: in there <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's
1: perfect yeah. should have it's been there lot. from the beginning. Like, yeah. all these characters should have.
0: Exactly. Um, Mark, you're <laughs> going to have to report... Back. Okay, so... I, I'm oh, you ignorant. you know I will next week. No, I was going to say, because I'm ignorant. I don't know when this stuff actually drops. Uh, Is it 20, 20 today? Second. No, It no, drops in no, 20, 20 seconds, seconds. No. so in a, in a couple days. Um, so you're going to have to report back and let us know what you think about this. I still not, uh, unfortunately, been able to play this game. Um, but yeah, you'll have to let us know what these new characters look and feel like and, and all that good stuff. Um what was next in the dock? We, we were just doing like a. We figured we start the show just because there's all this random news that came out, as Campbell alluded to, a bunch of uh, announcements that probably could have been a direct, um, probably from yeah. from mm-hmm. Nintendo Should've... recently. Uh, what was next on the list was Bayonetta three, finally got the release date. Um, got a
2: release date at the day after we recorded the last episode, which yeah, as as as, just as they poetic are poetic yes. exactly.
0: Uh, how do you guys feel about this? It's coming out very, to me, I was, uh, not shocked, but it it is, that's going to be a stacked month. Oh yeah.
2: Especially just from a third party perspective. Exactly. Because you've also got Persona 5, you've got Nier Automata. Um, I think, isn't Mario & Rapids coming out in October as well? Yes, that
1: comes out the day before Persona, I think. Like,
2: it's just so stacked. It's going to be intense. Like, again, all of those games are targeting different Mm -hmm. audiences, at least. Just missed the cutoff for God of War. (laughs) everything's (laughs)
1: <laughs> Everything's <laughs> yeah. God of
2: War, of course. Mm. Uh, Bayonetta and God of War fighting each
1: other would be an amazing. So did crossover. so did Pokemon. Just missed the line of fire. Mm-hmm. Did, did you guys
0: it. ever? This is a complete non sequitur, but Campbell, you saying Bayonetta and and Kratos should fight made me think about this. Uh, were you guys ever? You're, you're probably too young for this. Uh, Machinima. Did you ever watch Machinima videos? Oh, of course.
1: Yeah, a yeah. Few, yeah. What about Machinima? Okay.
0: Uh, uh, did you ever see the one that was Master Chief fighting Samus? <laughs> of course, <laughs> of course. Mm-hmm. Incredible. One of my favorite videos on the internet. Just ten minutes of glorious, uh, just fan made, incredible. Um, you just took me back. We're not even that's at the what
1: Nostalgia, segment, next. <laughs> <laughs> like, nostalgia we're even, segment. We're not yes. even there. That's that's <laughs> next.
0: Yeah, uh, but yeah, we're gonna get there. We're gonna hold that thought. Um, yeah, so Bayonetta three, guys. I, I I might I have to I have to bite the bullet and and play Bayonetta. Is I I think that's the thing I'm realizing. The more yeah, I see same. about Bayonetta three, the more I'm like, God damn it, I do. I think I do want to play this game. And, I'm and not get... big.
1: I'll tell you this, Cameron. I'm not big tell on me. hack and slash games. I started yeah. Bayonetta because I found it on clearance on the Wii U. And it came with like, it was like a two pack. It came mm. with two discs and it was mm-hmm. a Bayonetta 1 and 2. And I started oh. Bayonetta 1 and it's great. Like I just never got to finish it. I got like more than halfway through, but it was great. Yeah, like, I legitimately fell in love with it.
2: Yeah, I yeah. played a lot of it on PC as well. Um, oh, it's just delightful. But I didn't finish it though. So uh, yeah. I've been like buying the Switch port for a long time. I think so that, I, that, I,
0: I guess that's what it port. comes down to because because this game uh, is I mean it, what, what I think what's interesting about the Bayonetta franchise is that it, it has had such a kind of an interesting relationship with Nintendo. Um, right. Like <laughs> they've kept it alive, mm-hmm. uh, which is which is fascinating. Like it, it's it's such a this is one of those third-party games. It's like, how how did this find such a fan base in the Nintendo world? And I think right. that's great. Yeah. Uh, so, so the the purist in me wants to get the Switch port, but I'm also like, man, it would just be so much probably so much better to just play this game on a PS5 you know like, is that tacky I don't know if it
1: was on the PS5 but no yeah. it is they have you, you a, can, a the original yeah. the, they have the I first know, one the second one is exclusive the second one is is exclusive yeah. exactly, is, is exclusive. Yeah. exactly. Exclusive
0: so, so, yeah, so, yeah. so that, that's what those games were
1: saying. funded and it, published by Nintendo that's what I'm saying
0: that. so like the, the purist in me is like well if I'm like if I'm gonna play Bayonetta I'm gonna to want to play all three bayonetta games, and if I'm gonna play all three bayonetta games, I should play all three of them on the same system. Well, Cameron, so it's they were like,
1: great. There's nothing. To I'm sure. About it. Yeah, that well, no, exactly. because they
0: were designed for like they were designed first for Nintendo systems. Mm-hmm. So it's like, of course, they're gonna prioritize making them look amazing. I think they all run on at consoles. sixty
2: frames. I'm pretty sure. Wow, they, they That's aim surprising for sixty to me. frames, but yeah. yes. mm-hmm. I think the first the, first the
1: first one's pretty solid on it. The second one, there's some intensive uh, moments. But it doesn't go, like, below, like, 30, I don't think. I, I am really, speaking of intensive moments and everything, I am quite curious about
2: how how much of a seemingly tonal shift you have with uh, Bayonetta 3 versus 2, because 2 had so much gold and color and extravagance going on, and you still have lots of epic scenes going on with Bayonetta 3, but it looks like an overall darker game already, with a lot mm. of larger, darker monsters and a more sinister kind of tone going with it. So... Quite an interesting shift, and I, I also have to just wonder how the Switch is going to run those giant monster fights and everything, too. Because so it looks like a lot, as per series tradition, a lot going on at once here. Probably. Oh, that's, yeah.
0: that's the best. but There's a lot going on at once. <laughs> um, how do we feel about... You guys know what I'm about to talk about right now. How do we feel about the reveal of <laughs> Naive Angel Mode?
1: You can now play it in the living room. It's you can. Now... You
2: know, there's there's one thing I've always wanted to do in life, and it's play a Bayonetta game in front of my parents. And my oh, parents. you guys,
0: like, like that? Because listen, I gotta be honest. That's definitely been that has been a consideration. Is like, and, and oh, yes, no matter how, is. no mm-hmm. matter how you try to explain it, it's like, okay, like, no, no, no. It's it's tongue in cheek. It's 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 meant. To, it's a satire. It's da da da. It's da da da. <laughs> there's a reason why I haven't finished Cinderblade Chronicles too, you know?
2: <laughs> well, yeah. what's cool
1: what's cool about Bayonetta is that, you know, it's not like there's actual... well, there is nudity in a sense, but it's not like full-on nudity. It's yeah, like that's part boobas. of the character's... There's boobies. No, exactly. It's, it's, it's part of the character's power is that the clothes transform into these witch, this demon-like um, you know, presence. Yep.
2: It, it, I do appreciate whenever... In, You know, a fan service style game can at least come up with some sort of justification for that. Um, Kill Mm -hmm. the Kill was another series that did that, where you got more powerful the less clothes you wore. Which is, you know, just
0: all Well, that's, adorable. I mean, that's just, that's just one of those accurate to real life yeah, kind entire, of things. Like, I am like completely
2: I, naked right now. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's why you're, powerful. and this is why
0: you're so powerful. Exactly. Yes. Like, I always, appre- I always appreciate when a video game, uh, really leans into the reality of a situation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> of the 3, the most
2: realistic game ever made.
0: Ever made, perhaps. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I'm, I'm, the more, the more I, I, I said it two minutes ago, the more I hear about this, this, uh, I almost said threequel. Cool. I don't think that's correct. The more I hear about this third entry in the series, the more intrigued I am. Um, and, and listen, if it, if it, if a decent enough sale um, comes up, I'll, I'll probably bite the bullet mm-hmm. because I would I would love to to buy into the hype. Like this is one of those games when it was revealed last year. Was it last just last year? Last summer. Been it three? Th-
1: it might have been more it, than that. It, it was revealed like at the end years. of last. The, there was a big
2: trailer at the end of last year, but it was actually announced at the end of 2017 at the Game Awards.
0: That's right. That's yeah. right. That's right. That's right. And so
2: we, if we saw that announcement in 2017 and we we're like, wow, they're, they're already announcing it. It must come out in the next few years. And Ooh. then it didn't.
0: <laughs> and then it didn't. It didn't. Um. I mean, it was clearly, you
2: know, Nintendo, the launch year of the Switch. They're just trying to fire on all cylinders, show all the great software that's coming out. But it meant that we had situations like Bayo 3, and also SMT five and a few mm. other games. Metroid Prime. Metroid 4. Prime four, that
1: one too. That that niche little Lindy that we haven't gotten that yet. Um I'm calling it. that's gonna be the, the next console's launch title. It's gonna be the next Breath of the Wild. Oh, Entirely interesting. possible.
2: Probably at this point. Yeah, I think it'll be a great showcase for the Switch OLED Mini. Oh my God! (laughs) Uh,
0: For 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 what it's worth, uh, Bayonetta hard copies on Switch going for a lot of money. So if you have a hard copy of Bayonetta, oh yeah, hundred bucks, two hundred bucks. I'm sorry.
1: I know that the the first game is now getting a, a physical release next yeah, month it's, maybe it's only yeah. like a limited release i thought. I right? think that's yeah think but people, it's, people, it's people available are, at retail but it's going to be in like a limited uh,
0: no, no that's what i'm saying people, people yeah. are posting like hey, pre-order confirmed like bid on this pre-order like that kind of, it's like oh, that kind yeah. of situation you know mm-hmm. um i love the way so, nintendo
2: does limited physical copies
0: oh everyone <laughs> eh, everyone's favorite thing <laughs> um <laughs> everyone yeah <laughs> <laughs> Can't even comment on that. Um, we, and the, we, we had one final uh, thing to comment on, which I, I don't have anything uh, to say about this, but Campbell, you, you said you wanted to talk about it. The Mario Plus Rabbids Spark of Hope uh, also got a little bit of a, a showcase uh, recently. How we, do we feel about that? There was some some new kind of new gameplay features, sort of teased. Like, it seems mm-hmm. like the you know, game's coming along very nicely, I think.
2: Yeah, it's looking fantastic. Um, and i've commented on the show before i have not actually played mario plus rabbits kingdom battle in fact i have a sealed copy of the game in my hands right now you can hear me sprinkling the shrink wrap on it at this very moment (laughs) and i've just not gotten around to it but the sequel definitely looks like such a, a great development on it and um in particular one of the cool new changes they showed off with it was that they're they're not quite ditching the grid-based strategy format, but each level is now entirely freely movable, which to me is just such a a cool take on the strategy genre because it adds um, a layer of freedom to it. You know, you're not just moving along from one grid to the next, but you're actually able to move along as you please within like an area of effect, right? Um, so it definitely looks like it's targeting. Uh, people who aren't quite long-term strategy fans mm. and again it's it also has just some wonderfully cursed stuff in it like rabbit lumas just the most horrifying thing i've ever seen it looks amazing. terrifying yes yeah exactly they, they massacred my boy there but at any rate
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's looking very cool um it, it's uh i think it'll be good i i, I haven't beaten the original but it's Damn, i can it's confirm it. it's it's extremely good it's just like it's just it's simply good. Like the, somehow or other they defied everyone's expectations. And listen, th- this is a this is a ground that has been covered a billion times before. I'm not trying to like relitigate, you know, whether or not Mario Plus Rabbids is a like, good game because it is. Uh, but I think if I think it's it's interesting going into this sequel with that bar already cleared. You know, because the first game was like we need like the first game needed to prove to the to the audience to us like no 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 this premise is insane but the game is gonna be good and and it and it did that so now this game it's like okay well we know that we know that the premise actually works so how's it gonna how's it gonna bring it home so I'm I'm interested to see um you know how it lands how it how it sticks to landing.
2: Mm-hmm. And it is once again just a strange. It's strange that they just had its own showcase go on and only like a small call out to it from the last uh, partner showcase Just another example this month of Nintendo just doing a bizarre level of announcing things separately, breaking it up into separate announcements and showcases rather than putting together a traditional June uh, Nintendo Direct, June or July Nintendo Direct. Mm -hmm. So it's just keeping up the pace. It's been a very strange month for Nintendo fans, I think. I I look on Twitter with fear, not knowing what the big end is going to drop on this next.
1: Mm -hmm. Like, tomorrow night will be uh, Mario Kart 8, and we won't be recording. Exactly, you think so? yeah. yeah. It's bound it to probably. happen. Well, now it now that you've probably.
0: said it, it's probably not going to happen anymore, so I don't know if that's good or bad. I think it's
2: no, actually no, I more... Th- I think it's going to happen. I think what's more likely is that right after we record at like 9.30, they will announce that Bimblow Scrimblow 2 is coming to NES online. With as much <laughs> Cannot wait. Sequel, no, Cannot Bimblow, wait. for from... The Resurgence coming to N64 online.
1: <laughs> but Can only in japan
2: of course only we're gonna get J- something
1: yeah that's right mm-hmm. the much beloved classic only yeah in Japan we'll wind up and then we'll, we'll get up, like superman 64 or something i was gonna like say that. quest 64 like i can't wait oh my god quest uh, 64 hell yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> um that's extremely good um that's probably about it for the news roundup unless there was anything else that stuck out to us uh
1: super mario sunshine turn 20.
0: That's right. We're we're diving into it. So uh, the other thing, <laughs> so the other thing that is not not exactly news, but I think worth talking about, uh, Super Mario Sunshine, the uh, quote unquote much beloved. GameCube entry Whoa, for the Mario I franchise. I feel offended. Uh, I think me? that's what I think this game is divisive. I don't think it is an unpopular opinion to say that Mario Sunshine is a divisive entry into the franchise. Yeah, you want to start
1: some rage? It's better than Galaxy Campbell. That is okay. Unf- wait a second. <laughs> but, hold on, Mark. I now i am going to be the
0: angry one on this podcast. <laughs> okay, yeah, Mark, Now no, Mark's just saying things. Um, it's not better than Galaxy. That is that is an insane Thank you, opinion. Cameron. It's mechanically
1: uh, <laughs> more immersive.
0: That's it's completely mechanically untrue. Stupider than what? Harry's mechanically Sunshine. more immersive? Wait a second. I'm going to need you to explain like, that sentence.
1: Yeah, with the flood mechanics, I love it in that game. Okay, crazy, but immersive. Just... So, immersive yeah. is an interesting choice of words. Mm-hmm. With the just all the tropical themes and the, stuff like the that. Only
2: it's very w- the only way that flood could immerse me is if I'm drowning in the pool on
0: del Vado. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty funny Uh, it's interesting so like I I played this game when it came out I I, I remember uh, uh, playing I remember the day Mario Sunshine came out I was hanging out with my friend Josh and we just that's all we did the entire day was just play Super Mario Sunshine we would trade the controller back and forth and had a blast with it I remember really loving that Yoshi was in the game like what a uh, what a delight to to experience a a 3D Yoshi this was the first time that had happened um I remember being mixed for for, for bits of it because, like, Flood is cool, but also Flood slows the pace of the game down. Like, for, for Mario, you're used to, like, running around and bouncing off things and, like, oh, my God, it's crazy. So I remember my favorite parts of Mario Sunshine were the segments without Flood. Like the little challenge rooms. Yep. Like uh, I, think I those guess this are the nice. most
1: infuriating parts.
0: Oh man, but it's but it's like classic Mario. It's like oh man. I I actually, ex- I think really flood
1: great. can speed up the pace of the game if you like really oh, no, no. learn how to use yeah, it. Flood, flood well, sure. Dead. I'm
0: thinking. I'm thinking specifically of the moments where you have to stop lock in place, aim at a wall, clean gunk off the wall. That's what I'm thinking
1: of. Or you could just do, um, you know, the spin jump and spray it everywhere. And sure, 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 sure. But then
0: you, you got to stop and find a fountain and fill up again and da 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 It's like, that's what I'm thinking of.
2: That's exactly mm-hmm. it. Now, now, Cameron, my experience with the game is just that when I was just a Wii lad, right, with my Wii uh which i was just it, it. enough right uh but i was, didn't even have a gamecube is no, this man qualified to we speak? actually excuse me, mark you don't know the whole story we actually had a gamecube but it was not working at the time okay so what did you what did to, you use it as what happened to it what did we use i don't know it wasn't my gamecube you know Played my my, my
1: friend cat in college has a gamecube from her older sister and it looks like it was used as like an ashtray I'm like, well, Serious. that is a very common uh, tactic yeah. for it, yes absolutely. And whenever yeah. I ask her what happened to it, she's like, "just it, it works, it plays Kirby Air Ride." So we're like, "okay, it's, there you go. it's okay." There you go. At least it's not playing <laughs> Sunshine
2: anymore. But um so, with, with when I realized that my wii could play GameCube games, there was just one game that I wanted for it. It was Mario Sunshine. So I went out to the GameStop local GameStop. I had my older brother, you know buy me a shining used copy of Mario Sunshine, I popped it in, I was just so delighted, and then as soon as I got Flood in the game, I just like ran around in circles for a few minutes, I just could not figure it out, basically, because I was not, the, the controls just simply did not seem intuitive to me at the time, again, I, I was a stupid little child, so take that how you will, but um, even today, I, I still find the controls to just be a bit unintuitive to it, unnecessarily convoluted, I mm. love the game, I love it now once you come to terms with the systems, but it just lacks that element of intuitiveness and delight that you have with a lot of other Mario games, such as, you know, a little game called Galaxy, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> so Never I, heard of it. Yeah. If you come to terms with the system, I did come to love Love the game eventually, but it's been a bumpy ride. So I no, listen. It's with Cameron. Here's the thing. It's, it's a. Uh,
0: it is an undeniably good video game. Like I Absolutely. think. I think people who say like, "Oh, Mario Gal- or Mario Sunshine is bad," like I, I think that's no, that's like all. an unfounded opinion. Because like at the end of the day, it's a first party Nintendo Mario game. Like on a base level, it's gonna it's gonna be inventive and interesting, and like it'll have things that that are you know mechanically satisfying incredible soundtrack Mm -hmm. like looks great like it's just it's a a good game the Uh, vibes
2: are just immaculate too i think it's interesting mm -hmm. that's the only mainline 3d mario game that sticks with a single setting which is on the one hand it means it doesn't have the variety of something like Galaxy or 64 but hmm. it, you get much more out of that single beach-like setting you know you've got resorts you've got towns you've got islands you've got underwater areas you've got right. so much squeezed out of the same thematic idea you don't really see that in any other Mario games yeah and that's what makes it that's a, gr- that's it a great point in a lot of instances yeah. you know especially so with
1: like, like, the you, you know you go from like a theme park to the mansion to the right. I just think it's all very Immersive in that sense where Delfino Plaza feels very connected and you can see each location from like different areas and viewpoints. Truly not...
0: this game is the Dark Souls of Mario games, I agree. Yes. Oh my god. Uh.
1: and you're not
2: wrong either. <laughs> because yeah, this no. game is has a brilliant core, but it also has a lot of stupid stuff wrapped around it, especially if you're trying to one hundred percent.
1: Yeah, the the blue coin stuff is just god. weird how that was it's set brutal. Up. Yeah. It's, it's very
0: brutal.
2: Especially some of the final Yoshi levels and everything too, for the blue coin stuff, just like that one area where you have to get Yoshi to an island way out, the traumatized I'm, I'm trying to think. I,
0: I don't know if I ever beat this game, to be honest. Really? Um, did you you didn't get camera. to see Bowser in the hot tub? I don't know if I, I did.
1: Oh, spoiler for a game that's oh, <laughs> 20 yeah, for years For a game ago that's today. literally 20 years old. Uh, <laughs> yeah, for then. a game that, yeah.
0: Uh, God, as I once again crumble into dust. Um, Every
1: week. The Bart Simpson Bowser <laughs> Jr. voice.
0: The water's great, hey Junior.
1: Sure is, Papa. Come on in, Mama Peach. Um, I think not. Mario, you again? Don't you ever give f- up? <laughs> That's right. the,
2: the the fever dream of knowing that this is the only mainline Mario game with full voice acting mm-hmm. is. Strange as it's funny.
0: I remember playing it on um Super Mario 3D All Stars and being like, Wait, what the hell? Like, being (laughs) I had kind of forgotten about the voice acting, like, Wait, what? Like,
1: I'm pretty sure there's only like three or four voice actors, too. Oh, because Charles Martinet actually voices almost all the um Pianta people.
0: Oh, sure, Mm, yeah,
1: okay.
2: But also, we do stand toadsworth as well of course yes who never appears <laughs> oh, and, in a mario game again yes, and of I course prof-
0: and of course professor egad yes um, who invented the flood mm-hmm, device right. that's like what a what a delight to uh to deal with that um he should be in yeah.
1: mario strikers that'd be cool oh my god that would be hilarious that would be great.
0: yeah I, mean, I think we could use a little more egad love frankly um mm-hmm. i don't know we'll, we'll find out um yeah, what a good game. I, I, I recently, this is, when I say recently, I mean some months ago. I picked up a GameCube controller adapter for my Switch. Uh, like, honestly, low key, because they made an update for Super Mario Sunshine that would let you play with the original GameCube controller. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the so way I'm God looking intended. Forward. The mm-hmm. way God intended. So I'm looking forward to uh... It's funny. Normally. I guess it depends on the experience, but normally like playing with the original controller, and we've talked about this at some length on the podcast in previous episodes, normally I'm not like, you gotta play with the original controller, but um, after last week's discussion about the Nintendo 64 controller, and and thinking about it now with with Mario Sunshine and, and the GameCube controller, I think there's something about like first party Nintendo games that you got to have that original hardware. I think it does yep. make mm-hmm. a difference. I, I remember playing a little Mario sunshine with the switch pro controller and it is a different, like a, like a noticeably different experience, yeah. um, versus playing with the GameCube controller. I don't yeah, know. Maybe I just We just talked me.
1: about it, uh, last week with the uh, Mario 64, the way the that, that's what I'm you know, saying. Yeah. Exactly, this yeah. stick just like flicks in directions and stuff. It's just like, there's something about the it. I don't know. And that's yeah. gotta be at least partly due to the fact
2: that, uh, the GameCube has more adaptive triggers than that the yeah. uh, than like the Pro controller, so you can actually adjust yeah. how much pressure.
0: It's crazy, and and like seeing what what uh, what PlayStation has done, what Sony has done with the DualSense on the on the PlayStation Five, like and those adaptive uh, triggers, I am oh, yeah. like amazed that Nintendo did not lean harder into that in the past, you know, couple of decades. Like they. Not to, I don't know if they like invented it, but they were one of the first like big video game developers to have that technology, and it's kind of weird, to me at least, that they sort of abandoned it, <laughs> and and seeing the amazing stuff that the PlayStation has done with that with that that feedback and with the cool adaptive triggers, I I don't know it's it feels like a missed opportunity that they didn't continue to go down that path. Mm-hmm. Um, I, think I think what's it, neat about the GameCube is that. It's, um, what are the two
1: words I'm looking for? Analog and... Um... Trigger? <laughs> yeah, it, but the, it's like, it clicks in, you know? Like, I don't know what the what the word for that is. I can't uh, think off the top of my uh, head.
0: Like analog versus, like, uh, bi- ta- like digital binary? <laughs> oh, I, have, I have no
1: idea what the word's called. But the thing is, is that you can not only hold it down, but it clicks in if you hold it all the way down. So it's like no oh, other right. controller has that you know?
0: Yeah, 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 it's, 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 um, it, it, it was a truly adaptive controller before that was, like, the language we used to describe it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it's, yeah, it's a shame. I, I would love to see, I mean, they're not, they're not going to do it now, unless, who knows, maybe with, you know, the next console, as we talked about earlier in this podcast, like, I would love to see them, like, revisit that technology, because it is used effectively in Super Mario Sunshine, um, even all these years later, like, you can, you can, you could squirt just a little bit with the flood just by like tapping the trigger uh if you the the longer you hold it down like the stronger the stream becomes like they do some really cool stuff uh with that controller um so i don't know i, I would love to see see more of that and uh it is listen it is my preferred way to play with that particular game so i don't know come on nintendo get with it um, <laughs> with it for me specifically um, We're going to take a quick break We're going to come back And uh, have a little Pokemon update as well Because Mark has, has uh, I'm making it sound like there's like Huge breaking Pokemon news <laughs> There's not uh, But Mark has some, some stuff we want to talk about So we're going to uh, come back to that Stay tuned We'll return Talk about Pokemon We'll be right back <laughs> about we talked about it last week when this game was announced but you spent a little time playing Pokemon Puzzle League over the weekend mm-hmm. I have and I'll say this those cutscenes do not look good on
1: Switch on oh, no. <laughs> oh no no it's a they they, they they you know they're fine it's just that the animation was done specifically for the Nintendo 64 at the time I expected yeah. to look just tremendously awful and the aliasing and the the sharpness it it does not look good the voice acting is still there but it sounds like extremely crunchy too it's really funny but the best part is i love during that opening animated cutscene how uh, it's ash going to the pokemon puzzle league town or whatever it's called and there's just like you have to look it up there's literally just like this black and white sign sitting there like a, literally like a bugs bunny cartoon sign like sitting there just pointing to the town it looks so out of place
2: so what you're saying is this game would be perfect to show off on my shiny new Switch OLED. Of course, <laughs> yeah, really needs the OLED
1: screen. God. But yeah, it's Pokemon Puzzle League. It's really great. It's like a uh, Puyo Puyo <laughs> kind of, except you can move like all the blocks around at once. Uh, yeah, it, it's really great.
0: Nice. Um, so as uh, as the resident uh, Puyo Puyo master, uh, <laughs> <laughs> be a stretch. I mean, I—I'll I, say this: the resident Puyo Puyo enthusiast. will say that, um, at least, certainly more so than me. I don't know about Campbell. Um, do you? I mean, I don't know. Do Do you think like like are the systems compelling? Are they just kind of like, oh yeah, it's just another one of these? Like, is there anything that makes it like incredibly unique? Like, I guess my. Oh no, there's there's nothing that makes it incredibly
1: unique outside of obviously like the Pokemon aesthetic. But uh, yeah, it's. It's like a really solid puzzle game. Runs extremely well. It's really fun to play with friends. It's like, it's really nothing else to say.
0: Yeah, I, okay, so again, not. A, I'm hoping this is not a controversial like question. How does the Pokemon factor into it? <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't let me, how let does it me tell you, Cameron.
1: You get to look at it and think about how you watch the anime and you bought this game because you <laughs> saw your favorite characters. <laughs> Wait, was that it all along?
0: <laughs> wow, incredible, yeah. interesting. Yep. That's all. I, I guess, they have I just, like the,
1: the TCG, like the energy cards are kind of like the uh, the blocks, which is kind of cool. But that's just like the detail
0: interesting yeah I, I don't know why i assumed i mean again i've never played this game i just sort of assumed um in my mm-hmm. youth that there was more of like a pokemon factor to it mm-hmm. all but no I guess no this
1: is just tr- a solid puzzle game with a marketing ploy on top of it and that's wow. okay with me so it's, it's still ju- good
0: <laughs> so it's just an aesthetic like overlay mm-hmm. at the end of the day yeah. damn
2: wow so it's business cronyism at its worst <laughs> I mean, they're just trying to play with your emotions to lure you into something that isn't even a true pokemon experience yeah i, I that, mean that's I fine mean, because it's still a good what? game <laughs> yeah no it can't you know. be a good game anymore i need to be able to capture each Poyo block or whatever it's called yeah yeah it's, campbell's trying
0: to catch them all out here yeah. um but well, wait, that actually
2: is a decent... Now, now that I'm thinking about it, that could be a cool idea where you have, like, a block-falling puzzle, but you have to catch different blocks or something with Pokeballs, build a team, oh. and you can drop it. It's like, hmm. All right. I, I mean, yeah,
0: again... We've got we to bleep, we bleep all of this, or yeah. else, you know, the copyright lawyers are going to come uh, for course. us. Of course. Again, uh, I am
2: still at Nintendo headquarters, so okay, good. i good. Yeah, yeah, go good. meet good. with Doug and tell him all about this. Yeah, please. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course.
0: Please let him know what's going on. Um, so... Okay, great. So Pokemon Puzzle League still a good, still a good puzzler. Maybe not so much on the Pokemon front. Uh, Mark, what was the other uh, little bit of Pokemon? Oh, nostalgia
1: uh, has been eating me alive. Let oh yeah, me tell you, my my brother made me buy a pack of Pokemon cards. And it was a curse. <laughs> made,
0: made you <laughs> tied him yes. down. At, uh, uh, marched him into the into the trading card shop at gunpoint. It was like, gotta yep. buy some Pokemon cards." So right Zap
1: Comics, New Jersey, which used to be in our local mall, now it's in like a shopping center. We went. Shoutouts to Zap Comics. And I Comics. saw I saw a really cool Ampharos card, and Ooh. I was like, "I kind of need this." And I spent like. 30 dollars building a set of uh v full art cards which they look like phenomenal like you have to look up what the newer pokemon cards look like but it's just the fun of collecting it is it's not even like the nostalgia factor it's just looking at the art and like I'm, i'm never gonna play tcg like i don't care the code cards that come in like every single card pack like forget it those things sit in a uh (laughs) uh, <laughs> a vivid voltage box that i have on my shelf which is one of the uh the pokemon elite trainer boxes that you can currently buy which gives you like multiple packs chunky chew is on the front of it i love the big pikachu classic look <laughs> yeah it's it's uh it, it's a it's a curse <laughs> i'm so sorry
0: <laughs> it's tough man i i haven't i haven't bought a pack of pokemon cards for for decades uh, like years and years and years I was pretty into collecting mm-hmm. when you know at the height of it like obviously that's that was I was around for the for the uh, not what's what's the word I'm looking for not, not the Zenith but the inception of, of that and I guess it's Zenith I mean I don't know I, I feel like Pokemon cards are bigger than ever now it's yes like it's they pa- are. it's past They're, it's past me by like to I, be I saw
1: that the Pokemon company last year made like two billion dollars and this year oh yeah made like eight billion.
0: Well, and there was all that hullabaloo when like like people lining up outside of Target and, and oh and, and yeah, yeah yeah, yeah. And I saw like that I saw that happen crazy. multiple times oh me I saw, too like, me employees too. like
1: almost like attacked they had to pull, like a oh yeah <laughs> like a like a gate by like the card area and then as soon as the employee stepped away like you know the horde came and took everything. It's insanity. <laughs> Terrifying. So, so yeah, that yeah Pokemon that away uh, everything from us. <laughs> horrifying, to be took clear. Took away our humanity, of course. Oh, oh, my God.
2: And now we're all just Pokemon. All just trapped in our little balls. It's yeah, okay. I as long as I'm so
1: Mareep, I think that's okay. Specifically oh, Mareep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Specifically Mareep. Mareep or Seal? Sfeel, actually. Not Seal, Sfeel. Seal, yeah. very sp- yeah.
0: important. Hold difference. on, I just mm-hmm. so wait, wait. You're right. There is a seal and a Schpiel mm-hmm. for Pokemon. <laughs> somebody, somebody over at uh, Pokemon Company, please fix that. That's terrible. Look,
1: one's a one's a cute seal, and the other one's a cute ball that is also a seal. It is
0: literally it's a genius. seal. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's extremely funny, and I can't believe I never noticed that until yeah. right now. Um, yeah, I love it uh i've even used both of those pokemon on various teams over the years although you know obviously the, the evolved forms dugong and uh mm-hmm. what's the evolved form of spiel walrein walrein that's right oh i like walrein quite a bit mm-hmm. i mean he's no dugong but you know it's fine no, Um i, I prefer <laughs> for walrein yeah uh, well you know it's okay to be wrong about things um <laughs> damn what <about> you? <laughs> what's that what about Mareep? Oh, Mareep is an all-time classic. Yeah, I like of love Marip. Yeah, yeah. Ampharos rules. How could you not uh, love Ampharos? Uh, throw yeah. some th- Thunderbolt or Thunderpunch Punch on there. Unstoppable, mm, like of incredible course. Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Uh, that generation, uh, uh, Mareep and the Evolve forms are just absolutely incredible. Absolutely mm-hmm. love. Like I think flashy. you guys should. Uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> I think you guys should buy a pack of cards and uh, never move up in the world. <laughs> never. M- is that single-handedly
2: going to prevent me from doing from financially online, like, from making it? Yes. I will never
0: financially recover from this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> incredible! Yeah, you know what? Listen, I if I'm able to to like find my way to a Target anytime soon, or, or like whatever place sells Pokemon cards, I will I will make it an effort to, uh, to to swing by the the they always have the cards right up by the cash registers anyway. Oh so yeah, make, of, course, of course. I'll try to uh, I'll try to grab a pack of something that well, catches people, my eye. People
1: are after them because yesterday. I saw a ton of uh, the Eevee Elite Trainer boxes there, which is called Shining Fates. And I was like, I'm gonna actually get one today since I have like a Target student discount, which Campbell, you should still get if you can apply for it, even though you're out of college. This is
0: this is ageism? <laughs> this is uh, this is ageism at its finest. I will it's comment over. No it's further. okay, it's, it's like okay. Cameron, you Cameron
1: it. if you're on Target Circle, maybe you'll get like a $5 gift receipt in the mail. Because yeah, I yeah, also hey, got I'll one take of it. those. Or possibly yeah. I'll take a it. senior discount sometime too. <laughs> so. Okay, all right. <laughs> All right. Yeah, but I went for the I went for the EV box, all twenty of them, gone today. Wow! It's only been like it was like twelve hours later.
0: Damn. Okay, interesting. Yeah. So the hype is still at an all time high. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. It's funny. It's like it's funny when you when you when you kind of turn your attention away from something for a while, so you just assume like as an individual you assume like oh there's no way this is still as big of a deal as it is. But it's like no Pokemon cards. Truly, yeah, bigger have they? Yeah. Was going to say bigger than ever. They've only grown in popularity, which is mm-hmm. fascinating. Um, so yeah, I guess I guess that's all there's to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't
1: wait. I just every time I open up a pack or buy an individual card, I look at it and I go, I can't wait to be disappointed this November. <laughs> Oh,
0: boy. I cannot wait to get hurt again. But you, but
2: Mark, <laughs> how can you possibly be disappointed when LeChonk is going to be in the next of generation? Of course. That gives me hope. It know? gives me hope, so much hope. Hope survives.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Hope Either springs eternal.
2: Either or Apple Dinosaur. Which
0: mm-hmm. is, it's, it's amazing. It's just amazing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm so intrigued to see... I, I mean, hope again, it's good. Just, I was going to say, I this is a conversation. Good. It's a conversation for another time. Like, obviously, mm. we'll we'll discuss. We'll have on the, Bradley, the, of course. We'll have on Bradley. <laughs> yeah, we'll get we'll get Yo Shiller on here again to, mm-hmm. to talk about Pokemon. Uh, very intrigued to see what they do with those mm-hmm. those new games. Just so he can uh, tell us
1: that a feature exists that I should have known twenty hours ago about. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <Right>? <laughs> These are the best. Um, we're gonna take one more quick break. I'm Gonna come back. Uh, I have a. In Indie Spotlight, I've been playing uh, uh, some sad animal games lately. So we're going we're gonna to get into animal trauma, animals in peril. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. So you want to be a master of Do so you have the skills to be I want to take the ultimate step find the courage to be born. My to risk it all and not forget the lessons that I hold. I want to go
1: when no one's been.
0: And we're back, so uh, uh, we always, hear on this podcast, we, we try not to end things on a downer note. Uh, I'm gonna do my best not to do that, even though the game that I uh, recently reviewed, uh, Endling Extinction is Forever, is kind of a bummer, to be honest. Uh, a fantastic video game that perhaps asks and answers the question, do video games need to be f- fun? Uh, oh dear. it's an interesting experience. I, I, uh, I, you guys, this game just came out like today at the time of recording, the 19th mm-hmm. of, of July. So I imagine you all have not had a chance to play it yet. Nope. Okay. Nope. Not okay. On, on the, the list. list. It's on the wish list, fair enough. So it just came out. I, I imagine this will be one of those games that in a couple of months, uh, it will likely be on, like some kind, you know, they always throw that 30% discount or that 40% discount. It, w- it wouldn't shock me if this game went to discount at some point in the future. I am, like, desperate to hear what you guys think if you do get the chance to play it. Because we, we, we talked about this game a few months back after we all saw the trailer during an Indie Direct And we were like oh my god like what is what is this game it looks sad and uh i am here to confirm that yes endling extinction is forever is in fact a sad video game with a name (laughs) like that
2: i'm absolutely shocked about that well
0: so endling okay first of all uh, some interesting um etymology which i which i didn't know about until uh yesterday um the word endling is not in fact a made-up word for this game Endling refers to when a an animal um, or a creature is the last of its kind, so the fox or I should say the cubs in Endling are in fact the endlings they are the last of their kind uh because in this game uh this game uh, I'm not even going to say it's an alternate reality because it's one of those like it's one of those like it's set in a you know in a world where in a world where um Oh, boy. In a world where big corporations uh, have raped the environment. Uh, and
2: oh I'm so glad that we don't live in that world.
0: So glad we don't live in that world. Right, guys? Right? Uh, <laughs> so it's set in a world where there's huge corporations who have just devastated the landscape. They're pumping garbage into the rivers. Um, every, every, Every day, your little creatures wake up and something new and terrible has happened to the landscape. Whether it's like, wow, that tree that was this giant pine tree that was covering my lair is now chopped down and there was only a tree stump left or like this this little refugee camp that was you know kind of a a collection of of refugees off to the side here in the map uh now it's just a literal trash heap that all these people are kind of like well now we guess we live in a garbage dump it's it's a it's a, it's a horrifying experience um it is one of those games that. Okay, we should, again, I'm, I'm doing the thing where I, we're just talking about themes and not talking about what, like, the gameplay of this video game is. So, in and, and Endling, it is a 2D side-scrolling survival adventure game where you control a fox and her three little baby cubs. Uh, oh, boy. Starts with four cubs. Quickly, you're down to three as one of those cubs is captured. Oh one God. of those cubs. Listen, guys, we all watched the trailer. There's only three cubs in that trailer, and I hate to say it. Uh, I start the game. You st- this happens in the first five minutes. You start the game. Uh, you're running from a forest fire. You escape the forest fire. You you curl up in a layer. You give birth to three little baby fox cu- or four little baby fox cubs, and within, like, moments, one of those cubs is snatched away from you in a cutscene, and the rest of the game is concerned with, okay, can I, can I reunite Mama Fox with her fourth baby cub, and also keep your other three little fox pups alive? And it is harrowing, it is stressful, it is oftentimes depressing. Um... Uh, every every how the game works is you wake up at night and you forage for food and you and you try to feed your little cubs and your goal basically is make it through the night um, it, you want to try to to eat every night if you don't feed your little family um, every night you get a little hunger penalty like that's bad if you go to sleep without eating that's bad. Um, but at the same time, you you don't want to like over hunt your area or else the next night you're going to, there's going to be no food. So you have to kind of strategically like, all right, I got to keep my little cubs happy and fed, but I don't want to like over, I don't want to like scrounge out the area and eat all the little rats and, and, and eggs and everything around that you can eat. I have to kind of like space out the, the dinners. Um, and then in, in between, trying to do that you're also trying to follow the scent trail of your little baby fourth cub that got stolen away so you're kind of alternating between these two these two things you're either chasing the scent down or you're hunting for food and oftentimes you're, you're trying to to, to to do both um, there doesn't it's interesting every night uh there is a timer there's a clock like okay the night is ending you should get back to your lair and fall asleep there doesn't seem to be a direct penalty for, like, staying up too late with your fox. Like, there's oftentimes, like, the game will tell you, hey, the night is ending, you should run back to your lair, and it's like, man, I'm on the other side of the map. It'll it'll take me so long to run back to the lair. It's like, well, I guess I'll just kind of, like, mosey on down, and, like, nothing, like, egregiously bad happened, other than, you know, the hunger meter continues to tick down. Um, so that's kind of interesting. Uh, later in the game, there is, like... Other like mean human characters who who try to capture your fox or even kill the fox, uh, like hunt them down and, and skin them. So I guess that becomes into play a little later. Like the longer the night goes on without you hiding in your lair, the more the danger increases. But in the early game, at least, it doesn't seem to be an issue. Um, so that's kind of an interesting choice. I did restart this game because the first time I started playing it, uh, I lost. <laughs> I lost one of the little baby cubs. It starved. I got attacked by an owl. And then I was I was trying to, to carry the little fox home in my mouth. And it starved to death. And it was a goddamn disaster. Um, so I was like, I'm going to restart this game. Oh okay. and and gonna... Guys, it's so stressful. I can't explain to you. <laughs> um, and part of that is because they animate them so cute. Like, they're so freaking cute these little cartoon baby foxes um and the mama fox too for that matter they're like they're like they they kind of like yip and bark and 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 they're very they like wag their little tails and they kind of like run after you when they're swimming in the water they like they paddle their little paws it's like stupid how cute they made them which makes it all the more you know stressful when they're in danger um so i don't know it's 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 intriguing and compelling, but it's, 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 I don't know, fun is the right word. Cause it's not like, oh man, I'm having a blast, like, (laughs) uh, running around this beautiful forest landscape. It's like, you're running around a forest landscape that is rapidly, rapidly being destroyed. And at every turn, your little fox babies are in mortal danger. And that's, uh, it's a, it's a tough time. I don't know. Um, that said, it's worth playing. It's it's very intriguing and like like I know I've kind of made little jokes about how like oh there's big corporations and there's da 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 da, but it's like it's actually the storytelling's pretty subtle. I would say it's it's not like they're not it's not like Avatar, uh, the James Cameron movie where it's like oh like we must commune with Mother Gaia and save the planet. It's like there's no you know there's no like huge dialogue. <laughs> I hitting thought you, over you were about
1: head. to say. Uh the the episode of airbender where they uh they go to the fire nation town <laughs> i was going to oh, say man. either either way you named uh two uh not so great uh things that's that extremely episode funny and uh, this uh, movie
0: yeah right <laughs> like, so th- there's nothing there's nothing like like the 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 obvious you know hitting the hammer over the head like mm. oh you know but that said it's the the message is clear like hey uh we should pay more attention to what we are doing to the landscape. And, and like the game makes the, like it's it's pretty, I don't know, it's pretty devastating. I'm not gonna say spoilers because the ending of this game actually genuinely did surprise me. Um, like if you watch the trailer and you're like, oh my God, like I'm extremely stressed out, stressed out about this little fox family. It's like, all I'm gonna say is uh, yes, you should be stressed out about the little fox family, but perhaps not for the reasons you think. Um, oh God. It's, it's, it's <laughs> worth playing. It's really good. Uh, it is a tear... I did cry <laughs> during the playing of this game uh, more than one time, to be honest. I was going um, to ask how
2: many times.
0: <laughs> uh, like two times, uh, okay. but like, I'm a softy. I'm, I'm, I'm. It's not hard to to, to get the waterworks flowing for me. Um, now, wait,
2: how many? How long roughly is this game? Because how long do you have to endure the emotional turmoil? Uh,
0: I I beat the game in in less than a day, um, okay. and that's even after restarting it. Like I I I, re- I played the game for like two hours when I first got it, and I played maybe a third of it. And then I lost to Baby Fox. I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna restart. So I restarted it and then played through the rest of the game in one day. So
2: that's roughly two cries per day. Um, which is <laughs> not bad, honestly. Not bad, not bad. Not bad. Um I I would
0: say uh uh I would say conservatively, I don't know, I was pretty thorough. I, I would say you can probably beat this game in, in I don't know, six hours, five hours, maybe less. Okay. Um it's interesting. Um it feel, I I could be wrong about this. I think the game is largely pre-scripted. I don't think I was doing anything to trigger the next, like, plot beat. I think they just, like, happen. Like, every, again, the game is broken up into, uh, into nights. Like, you, you enter a lair, you go to sleep, you wake up, and that's, like, night one. You do the same thing, night two, night three, night four. And I'm reasonably sure, I could be wrong about this, that's, the specific plot beats are tied to whatever night you are on, um, and I and I think I beat the game in like twenty nine nights, maybe thirty, maybe like maybe it's like a month of of game time, if that makes sense. Um, so I, I I don't think there's a way to like speed up the content. I'm I'm pretty sure you're kind of locked into however many times you make your little fox go to sleep. I could be wrong about that. Um, maybe it's dependent on how thorough you are in exploring each night, but I feel like I was pretty thorough, um, and it still took me, you know, we'll say 30, 31 thirty-one um, in-game nights, if that makes any sense.
2: That makes so much uh. sense.
0: Okay, good. I was worried about that. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's good. The little foxes, the, your little baby foxes, can learn like survival skills, which helps them catch food, which is good because it is again, it's it's pretty stressful to to be the like the the you know <laughs> the only hunter of the family to be the mama fox and like okay I got to I got to make sure that I'm taking time out of every night to like you know scamper up a tree and steal some bird eggs or like hunt down a rabbit or whatever it is so like event, as as the game progresses and if you're exploring every little nook and cranny your little baby foxes can learn how to catch food on their own which is very helpful and that that increases their survivability quite a bit um it's good, and and the art direction is awesome. Like, it's kind of got. It's not quite cel shaded, but it has kind of. Um, I don't know how to describe it. I, I don't know if this game is made in Unity or what, but it has that kind of chunky, like the only way I can describe it is that sort of indie game art style. You know, where it's mm-hmm. like pretty chunky polygons. Um, the like the the way the foxes are depicted in 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 the big, they're like. They're not, like, super detailed. The fur is not, like, high resolution or anything like that. They're all, like, you know, one color. Like, it, I guess maybe cel-shaded is, is, the, is the right term. But uh, but the way the camera and the way the map works is actually very cool. Like, it, it's it you, you're moving along a 2D plane. But every time you, like, come across... Like, you can take forks in the road. And the fork will be... Like, even though you're moving along a 2D plane, like, a fork will be leading, like, towards the screen or, like, into the background. And then once your little fox hops on that path, the camera will shift to, to again, like, account for that 2D style. So, like, no matter which which path you're taking, you're always moving in a 2D fashion, um, even though you are moving in full 3D. It, I, I feel like I'm describing it poorly, but uh, it's, it's, I was really surprised at how dynamic the camera movements and how cinematic the game uh, felt um it's it, it does a pretty good job at at, at, at giving uh the space make, making the space feel very um very deep and and uh varied which i i thought was pretty cool um it's a good game it's sad it's it makes me like depressed about humanity. Which it doesn't take much to make me depressed by humanity, to be to be quite <laughs> honest. Say, but uh, yes, yes. my the, yeah, the, my bar is extremely low uh, for like, wow, maybe 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 cor- Amazon or you know any of these big corporations will like do something good for the world. And it's like, oh no, okay, great, cool, awesome, love to see it. Uh, it uh, it feels like it's commenting specifically on big corporations like that, like e-commerce, that kind of stuff, and just like what it does to the environment and our in our dependence on dependence on, you know, natural spaces. Um, I I would recommend it, but, like, you do got to kind of be in the mood for, like, a stressful situation. In in the review I wrote for Goomba Stomp, I did make the comparison to uh, Papers, Please, and, and This War of Mine, like, games that are, like, you know, undeniably good video games. But also, like you kind of got to be in the mood for, like it's not like ah oh, yes, cannot wait to pay to play Papers Please and have a blast. It's like no, you're you're in for like kind of a harrowing time, and that mm-hmm. is sort of how I felt about about Endling. Uh, by the time I wrapped the game up, was like man, this was sort of a bummer. Um, but yeah, but it's good it has it certainly is is like on an aesthetic level, and it has its high points for sure. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's kind of where I came down on that. Um So
1: if you casually just love to turn on The Last of Us, then this is for you. <laughs> oh my
0: god. But but even even The Last of Us, I feel like like the combat in The Last of Us is like so satisfying. Like there, there's something about like oh hell yeah. Like I just that guy up because he didn't even (laughs) see me coming like there's something about that like like the mechanical level of playing the game like the last of us where it's like Mm -hmm. even though the world is bleak and depressing and the storytelling is like really hard you can still like enjoy the performances you can still enjoy that like oh wow ellie made like that funny joke or whatever there's like (laughs) not a lot of jokes in this game (laughs) um so what you're
2: saying okay yeah no no go ahead no, I was just going to say, you're saying that that little fox cubs dying isn't like peak stand up comedy or anything.
0: It's like that. it's oh it's not. They, listen, there's they are adorable, and there is something very enjoyable about like, oh wow, like that one did a little, did a little a like that's cute. Like oh, that's <laughs> heartbreaking. Like, that's what I'm saying. There's little <laughs> moments like that where it's like, oh, they did, like that fox learned how to catch a little mouse on its own and eat it, and I did that, like, I'm, I'm a proud mama fox, like, there's definitely moments like that that are very, like, yes, this is triumphant, Uh, but of course, at the end of the day, it's like, oh boy, like, how, how are we gonna make it through the night, guys? Um, It's, uh, yeah, there's a lot of that. (laughs) I don't know, I, I, I do, again, I, I do recommend it. I feel like I'm enumerating all of the stressful points of the game, but it's, it is good, and an artistic level uh, on an ar- like on an aesthetic and artistic level, I think it certainly delivers. Um, no no complaints on on my end as, as far as that goes. So yeah, it's it's on Switch um, as of the time of this recording, it's out right now, so you can definitely play this game. Um, one one thing that I, I thought was worth uh, mentioning, and I and I say this in my review as well, um, in the special thanks and the credits they do mention they they specifically uh special thank uh Fumito Fumito Ueda who is the game director on Eco and Shadow of the Colossus and the Last Guardian uh, a set of PlayStation exclusives that are uh kind of similar in emotional tone as this game um in terms of you know protagonists interacting with a hostile world um but in a meaningful and emotional way, like you can tell that the, the the people who made Endling were very much inspired by Eco, and and I would say The Last Guardian is is definitely a touchstone. So there there's a little bit of that. If you like games like that, that are like emotional and you know uh, um, kind of moody and, and melancholy, I think you'll, you'll find something to uh, to appreciate about um, Extinction is Forever. Uh, so yeah, I guess uh, I don't know, I guess donate to your local like conservation fund or something. Like <laughs> I don't know how to I don't know how to to move on from this from this part of the conversation. Um I don't know, do you guys have any anything uh worth worth mentioning? <laughs> uh anything else you want to like I don't know, anything else any questions you have for me about uh, about playing this game? I have nothing worth it, mentioning. It sounds it sounds depressing, but yeah. I still want to
1: play it, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll no, I don't to want to it. take.
0: Yeah, yeah I, I don't want to take away from the fact that this game is, it is, it is like a good and worthwhile experience. Um, even though it's not like, oh my god, I'm having so much fun. Like it's, you know, we talked about Super Mario Sunshine earlier. Like regardless of what you think about Super Mario Sunshine, it is like the fun per second, the fun, fun, per, sec- the fun <laughs> per second, and the colorful. It's like it's very much like, wow, this is so, this is so fun and enjoyable. Whereas this game is very much like, you know, literally watching a forest just be destroyed before your eyes is kind of like oh boy like this is this is this is sad uh before, I, I love how
1: before you talked about your childhood with super mario sunshine and now sure. you're
0: talking about this game yeah i'm talking about the bleak future <laughs> yeah listen i'm i'm getting this is the full the full uh uh life cycle we have a lot here. of messages going on this episode <laughs> a lot of messages guys uh uh, uh just treasure your childhood because you never know when you're going to wake up in a capitalistic hellscape uh, with the, you know, and, and uh, you know, be burned alive as climate change destroys our planet. Uh, yeah. d- don't worry about it. You never know when that's going to happen. You just, you truly never know. Yeah. It's, uh, who could Especially say when that will happen? if you're happen? American.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, boy. Anyway, or uh, listen, or the Should have listened British, to those, yes. uh, those Mario Sunshine commercials. <laughs> Can The world, the flesh of life. Cherish life and never waste. Everyone loves a sunshiny day. We're, We're gonna keep it that way. queen clean is better than dirty. And dirty's meaner than clean. Let's all lend a helping hand. Mario can't do it alone. He'll spray his water to fly around. And clean the sludge that's on the ground. That queen clean is better than dirty. And dirty's meaner than clean.
2: Super Mario Sunshine, only for Nintendo GameCube. to 80 for everyone. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, okay. wow that's my own fault I should have paid closer attention to what was happening right in front of me so you're saying that we should get immersed
2: after all uh, with Mario Sunshine just mm-hmm. immerse course. ourselves in a pool gotcha
0: okay cool yeah cool. damn but the, the messaging was right in front of our faces all along mm-hmm. um, you also
1: seen those uh, while we're on the topic the, the Lou Albano from the Mario Super Show the PSAs he's done oh my god I'll have, have to look into that. I actually, I actually, I oh actually have not God. seen those. I'll have to I take should, a look. I should clip it right here. It's incredible.
0: I'm Captain Lou Albano. Talking to you about drugs, kids, don't be afraid to say no. Anyone that asks you to use drugs is not your friend. Drugs can and will kill. Remember, don't be afraid to turn to your priest, your rabbi, your minister, your moms, your dads, your teachers, because drugs can kill. And if you do drugs, you go to hell before you die. Yeah, maybe don't maybe that's work. the thing, the thing that we do. <laughs> uh, Anyway, uh, so all that to say, uh, Endling Extinction is forever. I wrote a review on it. I like. I'm glad I played it, even if it was about a pretty bleak uh, experience overall. But it is. It has a lot to appreciate, and, and I hope the studio makes more games because they they did a, a really fantastic job. Um, I believe Hero Beat Studios um, is the the indie game uh, company that 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 uh, developed this game. So, Endling Extinction is forever. You can find the review I wrote over on Goomstomp.com. Um, probably call it there gentlemen unless there's anything else we mm. want to uh to bring up in this particular podcast episode
1: pokemon cards will make you bankrupt
0: yeah that's right <laughs> uh yeah talking <laughs> there about are, big st- there big- are no v stars just buy individually <laughs> That oh Avoid man, the packs. love to hear that. Oof, that's rough stuff, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, collectible card games always, a, always a gamble. Truly a mm-hmm. gamble. Be careful with your money, and uh, you know, don't get sucked in if uh, if you have <laughs> tendencies to uh, throw money at that kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, as someone who has been there with with Yu Gi Oh many many years ago, I've I I can confidently say that uh, it is hard, <laughs> and, and uh, <laughs> it's hard, man. Listen, it's, never, it's got,
1: oh, we should have mentioned that. That New Yu Gi Oh! game, you know, ah, the title. Let's go. What is it? Let's go. Go Rush. It's like it's Hold got it th- it's got like two semicolons, uh, three exclamation points. Please yeah, pull it up, uh, Campbell. What is I'm it? I'm doing that right now. <laughs>
0: yeah, uh, for, for the for the for this is actually that's honestly a, a perfect point to, to end it on. Uh, there's a, a new Yu Gi Oh! game coming out, uh, which a truly mind-blowing uh i don't want to say title yes. series of titles uh campbell do you have it ready yes i do okay please so
2: i'll spell this out with all the punctuation in it as well <laughs> so we have Yu-Gi-Oh! exclamation mark rush duel colon dawn of the battle royale two exclamation marks let's go exclamation mark go rush two exclamation marks so Wow! this is probably the most excited title i have ever seen for any Yeah, game.
0: listen, I am I am always telling our fans to let's go, go rush. It's, a, uh, it's
2: For me, it's a fact that it's telling you to separately let's go and then go
1: rush. Not is let's it, go is rush. it one exclamation, then two exclamations, yes, it is then one three exclamations.
2: exclamations? No, it's actually just one exclamation, then two exclamations. Honestly, I think that... So it's two <laughs> exclamations for Dawn of the Battle Royale, one exclamation for let's go, and then two
0: for go rush. And one for been... Yukio.
2: Exactly, yes. It would have been better if they were <laughs> sequential with it, so it ended with four exclamation marks.
0: You're right. They should ramp it up as it goes on. I and then the final Go
2: Rush care. has to be in all capitals as well.
0: Yes, I completely agree with you. Um, so, yeah, uh, listen, guys, I would say let's go Go Rush to our website, Goomastomp.com, and <sighs> read our... Recent reviews and coverage of all your favorite uh, video games, Nintendo games included. I've been your host, Cameron Dax, and you can find some of my writing on the aforementioned Goombastomp.com, recently reviewed Endling, Extinction Is Forever, as well as the uh, PlayStation and Steam exclusive Stray, which I thought was fantastic. Another uh, game about cute animals in peril, I'm sensing a theme. Um, I'm over on Twitter at Action Daxon. Mark, where can people find you? Find me the at the
1: Markal. That, of course, is Mark with the C, Cal the K, over on GoombaStomp.com. Uh, I can't say what it is, but on the 21st, you can hear some anger. Uh, There's that going on. If not, if you want to hear about other angry things, you can hear about Klonoa, the uh, collection, how I feel about that. I still won't say the title because I know I'm going to screw it up. Uh, Over on Tilt Magazine. Fantasy Revire, thank you. (laughs) 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 And then over on Tilt Magazine, of course, our sister site, you can find my ranking for every single Marvel
0: uh, TV show. Or rather, the Disney Plus shows. The Disney Plus MCU Mm -hmm. shows, awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to look at that right now um, and of course if you want to hear Mark be angry you can also just rewind this podcast and uh, listen mm, to us talking about yeah. mm-hmm. uh, Daisy and Super Mario Strikers Charged <laughs> uh campbell
2: what about yourself you can find me at campbell skill uppercase csg and you can see me talking in a very calm and level-headed manner about the latest and greatest indie games on goombastomp.com guide indie game spotlight well as a written review T M N and t Shredder's revenge from a while back and keep an eye out for some new uh reviews and spotlights coming out in the very near future
0: Well, there you go. I love that. And of course, N Express is also on social media. We are at N Express Nintendo over on Twitter. Uh, Make sure you rate, review, all that good stuff over on the podcast platform of your choice. More uh, engagement helps us keep making the show. So uh, thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you next time.